The Start On Demand. demand. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. Merry Christmas Eve. And Loren McNabb, yesterday, I'm glad to see that you survived your scavenger hunt for uh, specialty food yesterday. (laughs) It took you kind of all all over the place. Well, you know, at Thanksgiving, I made just the horrible, no good, very bad mistake of buying store-bought pierogies, like just in the bag. And they're not that bad. I mean, they're okay. But for years, you know, we've always sourced them from different people that we know in the community, or you get them at, you know, your local church or whatever. And this Christmas, I was like, I'm not doing it. And so I had friends weigh in on where to go for pierogies, and so they named... Is it Savala's? I'm going to be saying this wrong. In Transcona is the place to go. I'm looking this up right now to make sure I have this right. And I went there a few weeks ago to get some pierogies just to try them. And man, Savala's Ukrainian Deli right on uh, Victoria Avenue just off the main drag of Transcona. They were so good. So yesterday I was like, I got to go back and get pierogies and cabbage rolls. So I was like, I'll go to Transcona. And then our family's tradition on Christmas Eve when I was growing up used to be tortier. And again, I bought that at a store for Christmas last year, and it was no good. And uh, I gave a <laughs> shout out to people in the audience a couple of days ago. Where's everybody get their tortier? And someone mentioned Molly's, which you seem to know yep. right off the hop, right off Provence. So I had to get there yesterday. But I'm telling you, just getting to – so I went to Provence for the meat pie, for the tortier, and then over down there and uh, – into Transcona for the progies and just going to get those two things was like a two hour sojourn with just, it just felt like everybody was sitting in traffic yesterday, like looking around and all I wanted was two food items. My rest of my stuff is basically done and it was just forever. I'm glad I have them, but they better, but these, this tortilla better be the best thing I've ever eaten. It is because- good. Okay. Because I, I went, I actually went to Molly's, uh, I think it was two years ago maybe, to, to get some for okay. Christmas Eve because my mom used to make tortier and uh, my dad, well, we all loved it uh, because it was good, but, you know, my mom's, I mean, may she rest in peace. So I went to, uh, to Molly's to grab it. I think it was actually our listeners who told, told us because okay. I asked the same question <laughs> at the time, um, where do I get good meat pie? So they said, go to Molly's meat pies. And I thought, okay, we'll do. And they had all kinds of goodies in there. I've never been to Savala's and I feel like that's kind of blasphemy being that I grew up in Transcona. Yes, I thought you would know that like off the top of your head, like you would stop for progies on the way to school in grade five or something. <laughs> like, you just, like on the way to elementary. I did Everybody actually sw- go to school down the street. Right. Everybody <laughs> just swings in and gets some pierogies and some borscht or something and then carries on with their day. No? <laughs> well, no, I, uh, my th- I think my mom went there a few times, but uh, I, I don't know why I have never gone there. I'm, I'm not a huge pierogi guy. I'm, uh, it's, I'm, I can't even with I, this, you know, between you not liking pierogies and Greg not liking pickles, that's just... Well, no, I, it's not that I don't like them. I, I, I'm a, a take it or leave it on pierogies. That's all. I, let's see again. That's not a statement one gets to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe it's just because I haven't had good. Per- like maybe I'm used to eating a, le- a pierogi of a lesser quality. Perhaps right. I need to try. Or you didn't have enough bacon on them. Like you just add bacon and they're delightful. That's true. That's true. Everything is okay with bacon. But on the traffic front yesterday, I get, it was probably the same thing no matter where you went because I. Uh, I got home from work, and then I had to go to the vape shop, which is just down the street. I live in Osborne Village, so it's just a couple of blocks south of where I live. And I swear to you, I got there faster on foot than the people were moving 
in traffic. I don't know what was happening southbound on Osborne, but it was just crawling along. And then northbound actually had a couple of situations. There was a car, an SUV had taken out a light standard at oh. um, Osborne and Roslyn, and uh, the it was a the lights were out, so it was. Uh, four way, so that was nonsense. And then there, and then I saw a a, a, re, a short rear end situation um, at Osborne and Stradbrook. It appeared that appeared to get cleared up pretty quick. But I was so happy that I had completed my shopping and my errands that required uh, vehicular transportation because I would have lost my mind in that traffic yesterday. No, it was really bad. And I'd like to know from listeners if they're heading back out there today, if they still have stuff they need to get. Because I, I suspect it would be even worse today for anyone doing last minute shopping. And not just, you know, whether you're celebrating Christmas or not, things shut down for the most part in many stores, right? For Christmas Day and then, of course, Boxing Day. And then there might be extended holidays for some Monday, Tuesday. And so it sort of feels like you have to get more than necessary. Mm-hmm. Like as if, I'm, like as if I'm, I've got a freezer full of food. We're very blessed that way. But in my mind... What if I run out of A, B, C, or D, right? And so it feels like you have to just sort of stock up for a couple days. Yeah, and uh, like I went to, so I had to go to the vape shop, and then I had to go run to the grocery store just to grab a couple of quick things. And at 1.30 in the afternoon, that Safeway, I mean, it's usually, there's always people there. It's a busy store, but it was busy as though it was like a Sunday afternoon. But already at 1.30, what's it going to be like at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock? And don't even try. I was in the liquor store yesterday, and the lineup to buy, as soon as I walked in, there was all the lineup of people there. And Mm. I'm thinking like, ooh, are they offering samples again? Like, don't mind if I do. (laughs) Get into this line. I'm like, oh, this is the payment line. Like, like, as soon as you walked in, the lineup had started circling its way around the store for people to pay. So I was like, oh, boy. And then they really get you, Brad. When you're in a line at a liquor store just standing around, more bottles, yep. what do you do? Yeah. You, you grab more bottles. Especially the closer you get to the cash register because they have all <laughs> yeah. kinds of cool, like nifty little oh, yeah. gifts and stuff. So, and they're all so pretty looking. You're like, I don't like gin, but wow, what a great bottle. <laughs> I, know. I think I should get this. Same here. The gin bottles are always so pretty. They're so nice. They've got all these flavored gins now. Like when They look like purple and pink and all that. And yeah. they're fancy. Like it's like it makes me feel like I'm like in some sort of movie, you know, where someone op- like has like one of those nice liquor carts yeah. with all these fancy bottles. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we both got suckered into some gin, didn't we? Not, well, I, I, I've been able to resist, but uh, <laughs> there, I think Snoop Dogg has a gin, which is apparently really bad. Um, so don't buy a Snoop Dogg's gin. <laughs> McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today. I actually had uh, the... I was supposed to be off today. They, they, what they've done is they, you know, they, the 24th and the 31st are both like half days. So they gave each of us one of those days. So I was scheduled to be off today. Greg was scheduled to be off on the 29th. And Loren, you were scheduled to be off on the 31st. Yeah. And then we just said, nope. Let's shake it all up. <laughs> Put it in a snow globe. See where it lands. I actually thought Christmas, I thought today... I wanted to be here today. I thought, what better? I Because I always enjoy our Friday shows, and I thought, if Christmas Eve is on Friday, yeah. I'm going to go spend the day with family, or CJOB Aww. family. So, And you're not taking any of those days. We took them all from you, I think, how it worked in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you well, didn't get the 24th, the 29th, or the 31st. No. No, I took January 4th. Because <laughs> uh, it's all, it, that the first week back of the, the new year, it's yeah. always just this kind of like, Mwah. it's the worst thinking, week Brett? of the year. Is that you should have no holidays and we take the rest of them? Does that 
Like that seems fair, yeah. That seems like a like a very sound. Merry Christmas. Idea. <laughs> we just took all your holidays. All right. So Christmas Eve traditions, uh, and of course, uh, our panel is a reminder that not everybody celebrates Christmas. For example, producer Sky, you are Jewish, and you have something unique on tap for tonight. The folklore is true. <laughs> the myth. Is true. We all gather, all the Jews gather. Right now, they're getting their menus out. They're planning their mushu dishes. And they are selecting their favorite Chinese food dishes, people, yeah? for tomorrow. That, that's what we're going to be eating tomorrow. Yep. And this is, so this isn't just like something your family does. Oh, no, no, no. This is widespread. Really? There's a, actually a thing that goes around every year. On social media, there was a sign outside of a Chinese food restaurant, and it said, the Chinese Restaurant Association would like to extend our thanks to the Jewish people. We do not completely understand your dietary customs, but we are grateful that your God insists you eat our food on Christmas. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that is delightful. And I have to be great. honest, I'm a little jealous. Like, right? I think a Chinese supper sounds pretty great. You know what? That One year, that actually happened. Uh, this is about 10 years ago, and my girlfriend's uh, family, we were having Christmas dinner there, but they had a power outage in North Kildonan, so they, they couldn't finish cooking the meal. So we had to like call in an emergency uh, Chinese food order, and I went and picked that up, and then it ended up being a great meal anyway. But yeah, I've had Chinese food a few times. Yeah, you for had Christmas. a kosher Christmas. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, whatever works, whatever works. Well, and now Cam, who is married to Sky, yes, uh, you've got a, a mixed bag. Of traditions, well, I, guess. I I like to think I, I double dip. You know, I pick up, I get the two meals on Rosh Hashanah, and then, you know, my family, of course, uh, still celebrates Christmas and stuff like that, so I'm able to kind of tag along on that as well. And, yeah, the Chinese food thing is totally, uh, you have to call, like, weeks ahead because it's oh, all yeah. booked by the wonderful Jewish community we have here in Winnipeg. But, uh, I, I, you know, like, when I was out and about, particularly when I was in Calgary, I, I had a buddy of mine, and he's now in Winnipeg, and he worked in Red Deer, uh, not Red Deer, in Drumheller, and I was working in Calgary. And so, you know, both of us were kind of always stuck, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, where we were for Christmas. So we'd always get together. And so it was, it's nice now. And then he ended up staying with me, and he was my roommate for, uh, I think, about two years while I was back here in Winnipeg. So we, we kind of have a tradition that we, we spend uh, Christmas together, and, you know, the Baileys finds its way into the coffee very early in the morning, more early than maybe I would like to admit. And, <laughs> uh, and then we just kind of sit around and watch Christmas movies, and we just uh, have a good time. We buy each other a gift. It's really nice. So um, looking forward to that uh, tomorrow. Right on, man. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Braun, are you there? I am here. Um, I don't have a lot of traditions, only because my Christmas gets vastly different from every couple of years. It seems to change. Sometimes I'm work or used to be I'd have to work or my parents would be out of town or move away and now I'd have to go visit them or now I spend it with my girlfriend. So it's always something different. The one I remember from a kid, the tradition I liked was that my sister and I would each get to open one gift after church on Christmas Eve. And uh, there, the, the best feeling in the world is getting out of your church clothes and into your pajamas and, uh, you know, picking a gift to open. So I, I really enjoyed that. I'd like to do that again today, but I don't think there's going to be a gift for me to open that's ready in time tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. Aww. Like the family sends you Aww. gifts? Well, I'm going out there uh, 
after the holidays. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. That's right. Jeff's heading out. Um, yeah, that, and that, that reminds me, that's what we used to do in our house. We would open, the, my sister and I, we would open one gift on Christmas Eve. So it was always this like, well, I want to I want to open a good one, but I don't want to <laughs> yes. pick the best one. So you got to figure out which one to open. Because if you open the flagship gift... Uh, then Christmas morning sucks. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it was the same with us. We got to pick one thing, and it was like you're shaking the box. Which one is it? I'm going to open which one. It was a tough choice. <laughs> and you didn't want to. It's wanna... a puzzle, and you're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> socks. Yeah, it, it, that's just it. You didn't want to want to make sure that you didn't blow it and open like a, a box. But it had of to underwear. be good enough. It had to be good enough, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, this is why the presents should be assigned if that's your tradition. Like, you know, like your mom or dad yeah. chooses. Our parents would mostly make us open the gifts that we were giving each other kind of thing. So, Ah, okay. That's fair. Uh, Loren, what about you? Well, when I was growing up, it was something similar to bronze. Like, we'd do Christmas Eve mass. And it was back then, it was like midnight mass or at least, you know, 9 or 10 p.m. So it was a late mass. And then you'd come home and you'd get to do the one present. It was often directed to be pajamas. And so in the recent years, when we couldn't – last year and again this year, we couldn't get together – the family has united by all wearing the exact same pair of pajamas that's been purchased by somebody. So we all have matching pajamas no matter where we are in the world that we try to connect with. But I, I, I'm looking for a new tradition, if I'm being quite honest. I actually just was thinking this yesterday. I went to buy my tortier because we have that. And that's sort of some, some part of my family tradition. And my husband's family is also French. And so that's always on the table. And we will try to, you know, maybe do a Zoom mass or something like that tonight. But I, I need something new. Like, I'd like to start something new with my kids that they can maybe carry on. And I'm not sure what that should be. So I'm looking for ideas. I th- I'm honestly digging this Chinese food. Shanghai noodles. Just do Is that. It too late to get the order. Oh, Wayne yeah. just texted to say that he put in his order last night for tonight. And he's Ukrainian-Polish, but that's his Christmas Eve tradition. Yours is Christmas Day Chinese food, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. You got to get ready. I think you missed the... Uh, I think I missed the boat this year on this one. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay. I, I'll I send you an egg roll. <laughs> Thanks. There's got to be... The, the, there, there must be a Chinese food restaurant in Winnipeg that it still has availability for tomorrow. Like, there are dozens of them. Yeah. They can't all be booked up. I don't know Can if they? you're going to get your tier one choice, though. <laughs> okay? You might you might be settling for tiers two to four. Sorry. <laughs> McGarry and McNabb on this Christmas Eve. Mackling is off today. Coming up after Global News at 7.30, the couch potatoes assemble. I've got a review of The Matrix Resurrections in case you missed that yesterday. I should point out, I'm uh, kind of reeling right now, Loren, because Gabrielle Marchand, who joins us at 9.05, our weekly Gab with Gabby, a host of Global News Morning, she just informed us that she saw the movie yesterday and she napped for an hour. And says the other hour and a half, I'll never get back in this life. So uh, I got to be honest, Brad. I've never even attempted any of the Matrixes because I feel that that would be my, I'd get there. I just wouldn't be able to follow it. I just don't get it. Well, hey, it's not for everybody. If you don't like science fiction stuff, why would you watch it? Right? No, but, no I just, I feel like I'd be angry. I think I'd get to the end like Gabby and be like, mm-hmm. 90 minutes of my life just stolen well, stolen from me I'm curious to know if she had seen the previous movies or anyway we'll have to ask her about yeah, that sure. uh, but uh, I will provide you with a review at 737 but right now we got to talk about how the five-day test positivity rate now sits at 10.9 percent in Manitoba with a province recording its third highest single day total yesterday yeah so the number was 556 but Manitoba officials have warned that 
the number is likely being underreported because there's that major backlog at testing sites. And we have listeners again this morning speaking of the various testing sites that they've passed and lines are already really long. Uh, someone mentioning the one on King Edward, which is long already. So yeah, it's happening. We know that there might be a lag in some of that data, but we need to talk about some of the numbers because it's important in terms of what this could spell for the future for Manitoba. Epidemiologist Cynthia Carr, founder of Epi Research, joins us now. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. So we started this week talking off with you actually at this hour on Monday and five days ago, it was clear that counts would climb. What do you make of this spread? Because it, it really is, you know, from Quebec to the West Coast, it's happening everywhere. It, it absolutely is. We're, you know, in in our province just in the last seven days, we've had, you know, somewhere close to 1,800 uh, new cases reported. Um, so, you know, when we talk about concern with Omicron, once it starts to take over, uh, that capacity, uh, you know, to double, you know, perhaps every two to three days, uh, we don't know what percentage of these cases are Omicron, but uh, certainly we're seeing, even in the past four days in Manitoba, uh, more than doubling of cases here. Now, for months, we've been talking about how we need to keep an eye on hospitalization rates, and they're not climbing at the same speed. Is that just a lag, or are the outcomes less severe with this variant? Well, you know, we don't want to jump to conclusions too quickly, but certainly, you know, even when I look nationally uh, and we see this massive increase in cases, when I look at the numbers of deaths uh, in the last month, um, you know, it's not, a thank goodness, seeing that uh, exponential increase as well, as is the case, as you've mentioned, with hospitalizations. So again, those most severe outcomes, which is exactly how these uh, vaccines were tested in clinical trials to prevent severe outcomes, not cases, uh, does seem to be holding up. And around the world, for the most part, uh, that seems to be true. So, you know, perhaps this is a more clinically mild uh, version. Certainly, we're seeing more and more young people getting infected that we already know are the least likely to end up hospitalized. So at least we're not seeing it to being more dangerous. We're not seeing it change uh, in terms of young people, but we're definitely seeing just too many people getting it. Yeah, and of course, it's early days, as you say, Cynthia, so we don't want to jump to any conclusions just yet. And and just a heads up for our listeners, at 10 o'clock today, the health care minister, Audrey Gordon, Dr. Brent Rusin, and Dr. Joss Reimer are going to hold another COVID briefing. That's at 10 a.m. today. And so, of course, there'll be more questions for them. But one of the ones I've seen circling on social media, Cynthia, is the, Cynthia, is the question about the vaccinated. And, and the vaccinated seem to be coming contracting COVID, which we know was a case that vaccinated can still get COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. But what data do we need to look at for the vaccinated? Because there's still more people being hospitalized who are unvaccinated versus vaxxed. Well, absolutely. So, um, yes, uh, you know, our numbers of new cases, uh, when you just look at the absolute numbers, a person could say, wow, that's, you know, five times more people are vaccinated than not, or are cases that are vaccinated compared to not vaccinated. But don't forget, that's out of over a million people compared to about 250,000 that are not vaccinated. So when you convert that to a rate, it's about 1.3 times higher in our new cases, but our active cases, so where we've got more data 
data. The rate of active cases is almost still twice as high uh, when you're looking at the populations in our not vaccinated. But much more importantly, and to your point, hospitalization rates, if you become a case, you are 2.3 times more likely to end up in the hospital and you are nine times more likely to end up in the ICU. And that's what matters and what we really need to avoid. So we need to keep that in mind. The protection of the vaccine is clear. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today on Christmas Eve. And Naren Lee texting us about a Christmas Eve tradition. And this is interesting. When my mom was young, Naren Lee says, their Christmas tradition was they would go to bed Christmas Eve. There would be no tree, no presents, no Christmas baking, nothing. And then when they woke up Christmas Day, everything would be there because Santa brought it all. Well... Santa does different things and different traditions in different parts of the world and different uh, homes. So, you know, Santa gets up to a lot of different different mischief. I've already from seen. From house to house. Did you look at the tracker, Santa tracker on NORAD, NORAD yet? I need to take a look at that. I think I saw it on Global News Morning. I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. Uh, but that's, that's oh, I wish that that was something that we had access to when we were kids, to be able to oh. follow Santa around the world like that. I'm telling you that it's still one of the wishes is to catch that big guy, you know, just like not to trap him. Like, I don't want to put him, like, keep him. I just want to, I just want to see where he's at. Yeah. He's, uh, over Australia right now. looks like he's dropping some presents in, is it Adelaide, Australia? Oh, okay. It's already in Australia. Am I making up a city? No, that's, that's right. Adelaide. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Uliana says, since my father passed away, my family, my mom, my brothers, and our spouses and children all go out for dim sum on Christmas Day. Last year, we ordered for pickup and ate together on Facebook Messenger video chat, and looks like we'll be doing the same thing tomorrow. Uh, Uliana, thank you for that, and, and I wanted to read that as well, just a reminder that, look, we know the holidays uh, can be a painful time for some, you know, if you're missing loved ones or if you just don't have anybody or, you know, maybe you're single and perhaps lonely. Not that being single makes you lonely automatically you know i'm happy being single but i would admit will admit as well this is kind of a tough time of year to to not have anybody special so not everybody's happy this time of year but we'll do what we can this morning uh, sure. to make you to bring a smile so you could you could do the classic like get a girlfriend for christmas and break up january 4th <laughs> or well i eh, i think if you're gonna break up you got to break up before christmas then you're free of your christmas gift obligations right but then you get a gift <laughs> give a gift get a gift say goodbye <laughs> Producer Sky, might you have some music queued up? Is that a pig? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a pig. (laughs) What? Well, I saw you have Sing 2, and isn't there a pig in that? Yeah. The, Not that one. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you, you have a pig in there, and you just kind of squeeze Burp. it? Yeah, you can, yeah. It's like a little bag <laughs> pipe. Bag pipe. Bag a of pig. pipe. Or pig pipe. <laughs> it's a pig yes, pipe. a pig pipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, that's one. Okay, that was interesting. I, d- <laughs> I dig it, Sky. Uh, thank you for that. That music means Jeff Braun is here, co-host of the Couch Potatoes. Good morning, Jeff. 
Good morning. All right. So, you know, I'm excited about this. I'll ask you about it in a moment. But I got to tell you about this in case you missed it yesterday. I am excited this week because I've got a spoiler-free review of... After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. The Matrix Resurrections. I never believed I was the one, but she did. We were on our way to remake your world. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. Come on, Neo, fight! Full disclosure, I'm a bit of a Matrix mega geek. The original film from 1999 is my favorite movie of all time. It's about a future where machines have conquered humans and enslaved us to use us as batteries. We're their power source. So to keep us imprisoned, they plug us into a computer simulation so we think we're living our normal lives, but we're actually trapped in a digital dream world called The Matrix. Two sequels arrived in 2003. Now here we are almost 20 years later with a new one. But this is the moment for you to show us what is real. All I will tell you is that Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are back as Neo and Trinity, and their presence, given what happened at the time of the end of the third film, actually makes sense. This is a thrilling movie with some pretty cool action. It is emotional and clever enough to justify its existence. It's very self-aware, though, and that's turned off a lot of critics. The movie's been hovering around 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I loved it. I'm confused about a few things in the movie, but overall, it made me happy. Four couch cushions out of five for The Matrix Resurrections. I still know Kung Fu. Jeff Braun, you going to go see it? Uh, I, I, I think I don't think that I am going to go see it. I, I would have to watch the original trilogy before I go see it, and I haven't done that yet, and I just... I just don't see that happening uh, before this thing flies back out of theaters. So I might have to catch this one down the road at home. So I got to mention here that I watched. Sorry, is that what he just said? I think I don't think I'm going to see it. Yeah. I'm hedging my bets. I think <laughs> I don't think that down. made any sense, but okay. <laughs> um, I don't not think that it didn't make much sense either. <laughs> I should point out that I was on YouTube last night and I watched some scathing reviews of this film. Um, so, like I said, it's around 68% Rotten Tomatoes. So some people love it, like me, and others just despised it. And I would also point out that Gabrielle Marchand uh, emailed us to say, oh, by the way, Brett, um, I saw The Matrix, and this is a direct quote from Gabby. Napped through an hour, and the other hour and a half I will never get back in this life. When I woke up, they were jumping off a building and I said, I hope they die so they stop making these movies maybe a little too loudly. So, uh, look, don't just take it from me. Know that there are a lot of people who did not enjoy it, but I thought it was great and I'm a fan, big fan, so I think the potential for disappointment was even bigger for me. So um, I'm sticking with the four couch cushions out of five. Should also point out The Kingsman is out. That's the It's a prequel for The Kingsman movies, The Secret Service, like a spy act comedy thriller movie that came out in 2014 and they had a sequel in 2017. Jeff, have you ever seen either of those movies, the Kingsman I've, movies? I've, 
I've seen the first one, and I want to see the second one, but I, I don't think it's anywhere on any of my streaming services right now. It's because uh, I know I check every couple of weeks. It's like, where is that? The set? What's the second one called? The something about a circle. The golden circle, the circle of life. The secret <laughs> circle of life. What? The golden circle. <laughs> The Golden Circle. That's a terrible title. Uh, but because I, I do want to see this new one because uh, it stars Ray Fiennes, and he's one of my top three all-time favorite actors, I think. so. Yeah, that's right. You watch a lot of his movies. And then there's one out this weekend as well for Families, Sing 2. I can't believe The first one came out five years ago already. I know. I never saw it. I assume, Loren, no, you neither. and your family have seen it? It was great. It was really good, and I'm, I, I hope we can go see this one over the holiday at some point. It's just a fun family movie, and it was fun for adults. Like, it's one of those cartoons that you watch and you think that everybody's going to enjoy it. It's not too kid-ish, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the music's great. Well, and there is a singing pig who can really sing. Well, there's uh, the, the song Ride Like the Wind by Christopher Cross. That's actually a song that I listen to like, quite regularly now because of the trailer for this, because I think there was a singing snail that was uh, singing Ride Like the Wind, so I thought that was, you know, it was a funny song, song choice for a snail uh, to talk about riding like the wind. But yeah, that, that sort of reminded me of that song, so I put it back in the playlist, or put it into the playlist, and now I enjoy it regularly. So uh, lots of stuff out this weekend, but if none of those make any sense or, to you or you don't care, Christmas with the Couch Potatoes is on at 6 o'clock tonight on CJOB. We're counting down our favorite Christmas movies and TV specials. Jeff, I know you love Die Hard, but aside yes. from Die Hard, um, what's your, and we know Jingle All the Way is not oh. one of your favorites. Just watched no. it this week. Why did, yeah, why did you I, end up watching I, that? How did that happen? It was on TV, and I was, I'd heard about it. I've listened to podcasts tear it apart before, and I thought, well, let's see what all the fuss is about. And it's just terrible. Like, if there's Arnold Schwarzenegger can do a lot of good things in a movie, but uh, humor on purpose is not one of them. <laughs> okay. And Loren, I know you talked earlier this week about favorite holiday movies. What was yours? I mentioned Elf, and we just watched yes. that a couple nights ago, and it was great. I still think it's fantastic. So. Um, I even was doing the singing scene. I'm singing and I'm singing along in a store and I'm singing. And uh, I did that again yesterday, much to the embarrassment of my children. So I, I think that's a great one. I haven't done the Lampoons yet. I need to do that one because that's always good. And I know Love Actually is I'll be the only one watching that in this house. Because Why? Nobody, the, the romance, the rom-com, it's a tough sell. Oh. It is a tough sell in these walls. Oh, but it's it's not just about romance. It's about every kind of love, right? Like no. love between friends, love between yeah. family. No. No. You don't have to sell it on me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that I, I'm not thinking that we'll think we'll watch that in this house. <laughs> Good call. Does your husband know that there's nudity in it? At least maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's the, the British guy who goes to the States and hooks up with all those uh, hot women's. No, the rom-com. No? All right. It's not appreciated here. Okay. Well, hey, I love that movie. It's, and I actually, you I think it was... come over and watch that movie today? <laughs> you know, that I'm... could be... We can create a new Christmas Eve tradition where you and I get together and watch a romantic comedy. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> love actually was... Uh, actually, I think it was my second favorite movie of the last decade um, when we did that show like 10 years ago, Jeff. So, hmm. all right. But hey, Jeff, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas, gang. Christmas with the Couch Potatoes tonight at 6. Also, you can grab it in podcast form right now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
Question of the day at CJLB.com for credit aid. Worried about your debt? Call 204-987-6890, creditaid.ca. The countdown is on. If you're celebrating Christmas, are you ready? Yep, shopping all done. That's option A. Option B, not quite. Still have a few things to get. Or option C, no, not even close. You can cast your vote at cjob.com. And hey, if you are still hunting for a few gifts for tomorrow, there is a new local store that might be able to help you out. Yeah, so we first told you all about INAC in June. That acronym stands for Indigenous Nations Clothing Apparel Company, but it's a play off the acronym once used by the former Department of Indian and Northern Affairs Canada, or INAC. All these years, INAC was perceived as something negative. It's like it was like the governing body of our people, and it, it was never perceived as something positive. We want to take INAC back and turn it into something positive. You know what I mean? When people reference INAC, let's get it away from the stigma it had all these years and it turn into something really cool. So the voice you just heard belongs to Michelle Cameron. She's the owner of INAC, Indigenous Nations Apparel Company. And we first spoke to her six months ago when INAC opened its doors in Polo Park. And Brett, I was there on the weekend and in the store and there was a steady stream of customers. So I wanted to reach out to Michelle again and see how things are going. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Lauren. How are you? I'm well, and I was so pleased to see how busy things are. I, I, so I thought, you know what? I have to know. How are sales? How have they been? You know, to be honest, uh, sales have been steady since we opened the store, which is really great to see. I get a daily report every day, and like even the month of this month alone, I think we have hundreds of customers go through the store, and so it wasn't, um, it's kind of shocking at times. It, you know, to see the number of people that actually still go in there. And um, when we first went in there, it was going to be a temporary store, like a seven-month term, just to feel it out and see how things were going. But we've since um, met with uh, CF Polo Park, Cadillac Fairview, and we'll be signing a long-term long time, long lease just be based on the success that we've had so far. So it's been steady and really great. I was in the mall a couple of days ago, and um, I missed it. Where are you located in the mall? Uh, we are on the second floor uh, next to Pandora. So in the new addition, there's, um, we're the second store in. Oh. So close, we're in, on the same side that Disney store used to be. Okay, okay. Now, uh, that, that's my problem. I, I got in and I got out. I was there on a mission. I had a couple of things to grab, and I just wanted to flee the flee the premises uh, before mm-hmm. I got sucked in. But uh, next time I'm there, for sure, I'll drop by and, and check that out. What have customers been telling you? Uh, you know what? They love seeing our store in the mall. I'll give you a quick little story about a couple ladies that were standing outside the store, and then they had their hands on their face, and one of my staff went out and said, are you okay? Is there something I can help you with? And the one lady just bust out crying. She said, I thought I'd never, ever see a store like this in the mall. This is a, finally a store that I can shop at. So, and they were just so happy that they were overcome with tears and they just started crying. And she said, I thought I'd die before I see a store like this in this mall. So, and, and everybody loves this store. Everybody across the board, anybody can go into the store and find something that they like, whether it's apparel or giftware for somebody. Um, it's just, Everybody loves it, which is really great. That's what we wanted, right? Yeah, the store features different designs on on different T-shirts. There's sweaters. There's these beautiful masks up that are um, the art on them is from different Indigenous artists. And I know, Michelle, it was really important to you to make sure that that a bit of the 
that the proceeds also went back to people who made things. So how does it all work? Is it all designs that come up by you? Are you sourcing them from different locations across the country? It's a variety of different things. We work with different artists across Canada. So when we work with an artist, we buy their artwork from them and they more or less get a royalty from the artwork that we purchase and put it on apparel. Or we also source some of our um, cups, water bottles, mugs, and we source it through a, a company that works with other artists that they get a royalty from every mug that's bought, everything. So that for me, that's that's what it's all about. And we also have our in-house design team that we come up with our own designs as well. So it's it's a little bit of everything, but it, it was really important that we utilize and um, promote Indigenous artists on everything that we do, whether it be the cups, mugs, water bottles, bags, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, you know. You mentioned the the emotion of the customers saying that they never thought they'd see a store like this uh, in the mall. And that's just coming back to the way you felt when I spoke to you back in June. You were emotional just Mm -hmm. thinking about the concept of putting an Indigenous stake and an acclaim in such a big space like Polo Park. It, It must be a bit surreal to see not just that the doors open, Michelle, but just to have that kind of response from customers. How does that make you feel? It makes me so happy. Like even still, I still tear up just talking about people and the the response that we're getting from people, hearing how happy they are. And for me, that's what we do it for. We do it for the customers. We do it for the everyday person that walks by that wouldn't necessarily be in the mall or go to the mall for any whatever reason. You know, they have a store now that they can go to. Like I was actually in the mall myself getting last minute gifts. I don't know, I've seen about five or six different people leaving the mall or walking out the doors with just our bag. So it's just like, wow, that felt so good to know that they went to the mall just to buy something from our store. And it's and the response that we're hearing from people, like some people are saying they haven't been in the malls for two or three years, but they went because there's a store in there that, that appeals to them now, that there's a product that they want to purchase through our store so they, our store is what brought them to the mall first time in years. I, I, one of the questions that I've asked before, Michelle, but I'm going to ask it again for our listeners. I actually, your store is where I sent my kids in. I went in and I said, there's three things in there that you can choose from that if you're, because they were buying, looking for Christmas gift ideas. Mm-hmm. And I had asked you this back in June, but, you know, it can non-Indigenous but wear the Indigenous designs and clothing and statements. Is there, is there a line there or an issue at all? Or is, it, is it for everyone? It's for everyone, a thousand percent. Uh, another lady had a, her mother went in there, and she's my hairdresser. So she's like, "Oh, my mom! I wanted to ask you. I've been waiting for you to come in." She said, "My mom bought two sweaters from your store, and she's not indigenous, and she bought them because she wanted to wear them. But then she stops herself. Is it okay? Can you ask her if it's okay if I wear these? And a thousand percent, we want everybody to be wearing it. It's not just for indigenous people; it's for everybody. Or you know, we're trying to bridge that gap, and we, it's so." It feels good to see a non-Indigenous person wearing something that most people think is for just Indigenous people. Honestly, it's for everybody. Yeah, I'm looking at the Instagram right now, just uh, going through uh, some things I see. For example, here, there's uh, one, there's a sweater that's kind of a play on the North Face uh, brand. It's, uh, but, <clears throat> excuse me, it says uh, the Native Face uh, with some yeah. lovely artwork there. But that, I, and I, just to follow up on Loren's question... Because uh, I was actually thinking of something along similar lines. I, I, 
I, I, I like that sweater, but I also, I, I, I sort of fear what kind of reaction I might get if I wear well, that. Uh, but you're saying I, maybe I shouldn't have that sort of hesitation? You shouldn't, not at all. You shouldn't. Well, this is wonderful to hear. Uh, thank you for taking the time and for taking the time and showing me around back in June. It's just a delight to see and hear the success of your business, particularly in a time. Let's just we all know this. But, Michelle, you opened a retail store in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I know. I think my staff thought I was a little crazy at first, but they, they just take my ideas and they run with it. And I'm so thankful that I have an amazing group of people that are behind me, beside me, in front of me at times. Uh, running the ship and you know it's not it's because of them that everything is a success and the customers that we have day in and day out michelle cameron the owner of inac indigenous nations apparel company you can find them on the second floor at polo park michelle thank you very much and congratulations on your success thanks very much guys merry christmas McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. Reminder that at 10 o'clock, we will carry live on 680 CJOB the COVID-19 update with Health and Seniors Care Minister Audrey Gordon, Dr. Brent Rusin, and Dr. Joss Reimer. So again, that's at 10 o'clock on 680 CJOB. And uh, it's our weekly Gab with Gabby now. And normally this is a celebratory occasion, but uh, and I know that Festivus was two days ago, or yesterday, in fact, but we're going to begin with the airing of grievances because I got a lot of problems with you right now, Gabby. He's giving me a death stare across the studio. I feel uncomfortable. I'm not safe at work right now. You're behind plexiglass, though. It's not bulletproof, right? Oh, so. no, unfortunately not. Gabby yeah. says she saw the Matrix Resurrections yesterday, <laughs> fell asleep for an hour. The oh, other yes. 90 minutes, she will never get back in her life and wishes that they died in the movies so they would stop making these movies. Okay, why would you go see a movie like this if you don't like this kind of stuff? You know what? I was going with a friend to appease them, and I did get a large coffee in hopes I would stay awake. I was really just there for the Grant Park popcorn, to be honest with you, because it is delicious. But I quickly fell asleep in the movie. I slept through a large chunk of it. I woke up, and there was all this insanity happening, and I feel like such a sourpuss, but I looked... I was kidding, but I said it too loud. I looked at them, and I said, okay, I hope Trinity and Neo die already so they can stop me making these movies <laughs> the theater silence i'm not sure it was well received but uh happy matrix resurrection to everybody who went yesterday sorry if i ruined it for you i don't know what else to say <laughs> Did you, like were you have you ever watched any of them before is yeah. this your first matrix so you've been you've you know the plot i do know that i watched the first one and i absolutely loved it i think it's an incredible movie i will watch it again and again i didn't watch the following one so i i'm probably not the best the most receptive audience for this Loren, do you like The Matrix? Are you a fan? Oh, no, I've avoided it completely because I feel like I would just be sitting there being like, what in the fresh heck is happening here? And he's like, I can't. Well, as soon as you say anything to me that's sci-fi, I don't, I just cannot follow the plot. Like even Stranger Things I tried to get into and like the kids understood oh. it. And I was like, this alternate universe thing where you're, there's like a wormhole or I don't even know what it is. I, I cannot grasp it. See, I got into Stranger Things late and watched it all uh, in sort of a binge. Well, I mean, it takes a very long time. It was like a six month binge to catch up. Stranger Things, I think, is some of the best TV out there. I am so glad that I got it. But I get what you're saying. It is quite... If you're not into the sci-fi, I could see it being unappealing, for sure. Six months? That's not a binge. Okay, well, it That's wasn't... like a sampling. But if you're watching, yeah. like, one full episode a night, because they're, they're a full hour, right? And there are quite a few. 
It yeah. took a long time. There, there like, were I many liked chips it. consumed. Yeah. I just, I just, like, this part where they were on the, in this universe was good for me. And then when they went into the other area, I was like, ah. <laughs> when they come back to my side, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm here. I'm in the mall. <laughs> go through that hole again. I, you know, that's where I get. I'm, on, I'm in and out. I get it. Just stay in my world, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I always try to to share what other people are saying about movies if I give a negative review or a positive review. So I liked it. Gabrielle did not like The Matrix. <laughs> and lots of people, like I said earlier, I, I saw some just scathing reviews, tearing the movie apart on YouTube. So I guess proceed with caution if you go see The Matrix Resurrections. Now, um, have you ever snooped for Christmas gifts? Yes. I, I absolutely have. I'm such a curious Kathy. I was trying to think of an alliteration there. Hi, Kathy's out there. Um, so I looked for a Christmas present and I found it when I was, I was probably about seven or eight. My parents had got me. No, that's too old. Maybe I was six. No, seven, eight. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the timeline in terms of what kids said about Ginger Spice. So Ginger Spice was my favorite Spice Girl, but she was a bit controversial because kids are jerks and she had this sort of. I guess it wasn't really like a scandalous past, but that's what kids would say about Ginger Spice. And they'd always shame me for liking her. But this one year, my parents got me a Spice Girl Barbie, and it was Ginger, and she was wearing the Ginger dress, and I remember I found it in their closet, and I was so excited. But then I had to fake a surprise on Christmas morning, and they could tell. They were like, you found this, right? I was like, yeah, 100%. (laughs) How about you guys? Loren? No, I, I don't snoop. I mean, I'm sure I did as a kid at some point, but I genuinely like to be surprised. So if someone says, like, don't look in that closet, I'm not itching to look in that closet because I want I want to be surprised on Christmas Day or on my birthday or whatever it is. Like, I, I like a good surprise. Oh, I love that. What about you, Brett? Uh, I did snoop a couple of times when I was a kid. Uh, I, I think I remember I, I remember trying to, to find some gifts. I rifled through my mom's closet, and I don't think I found anything. But I did actually open a present before Christmas. I was able to get the the corner open just enough to see inside the box or see what was inside and it was this GI Joe tank. <gasps> and uh, so I was excited about that but then I realized oh but now I won't be excited when I open this on Christmas morning. So it was actually a really it was a it was a great life lesson that I learned don't ruin surprises uh, because I'm like you Loren I like a good surprise and yeah. I also learned that it's when it's the anticipation of Christmas that's the fun, right? Because you open feeling. all the gifts and then it's over. I know. Christmas Eve, I think, is the best day. The going to bed. Sometimes I'm an adult, but I'll still sleep on the carpet, like by the tree in anticipation. You pour yourself like a martini or something now because we're not little kids. <laughs> and then you fall asleep on the carpet by a fireplace, ideally. Like Christmas Eve is the best. The, the ahead. You're right. It is the anticipation. Yeah. There are so few surprises in life, right? Like there are good surprises that, you know, don't don't be snooping. Don't be looking underneath that wrapper. This is a beautiful moment. I feel like I could burst into tears right now. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. These life lessons with Loren and, and Brett. Well, hey, we also like talking to you about food. Oh, yeah. Must have dish for your holiday table. Do you have any? Yeah, I said gravy, but I mean, I was told that's not a standalone dish. 
Um, standalone potatoes, though. I'll put boursin. I've said this before. Boursin, lots of butter and dairy. Or anyone out there, sweet potatoes topped with roasted marshmallow. Does anyone do that? Yum. No, but everyone so keeps talking about sweet potatoes, and I need to add that to the repertoire, if you will. A oh. little maple syrup in there? Mm, nom, nom, nom. I don't like the sweet potatoes. But what was that? What did you say? <laughs> boursin? Yeah, it's like a, cheese, a thing of cheese. It's not like a block of creamy oh, cheese. You can put it's just soft it? cheese, and you can like put it on anything. You oh. can just eat it by the spoonful, too. Yeah. We encourage that. Oh, yeah. I, 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 okay. I see that now. That looks yummy. Okay. Can you can it be melted? Oh, sure. yeah. Sure. Melt, melt it, eat it, scoop it, and put it in an ice cream cone. Whatever works for you, Brett. Put it in oh. an ice cream wow. cone. Wow. <laughs> I like that idea. And then just uh, very quickly here, Gabby, uh, favorite Christmas movie? You got one? It's a Wonderful Life. I, I do a Jimmy oh. Stewart impression, but then I was recently told, because I was doing that, she... It's Christmas, she and our director said, "No, that's James Cagney. You have to do a stutter for Jimmy Stewart. You're not doing this right." So I've been shamed, and I will stop doing that on air. Too bad it happened 15 times this year. She's a real pocket full of firecrackers, you see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning weekdays six to nine on Global Winnipeg, aka CKND. Gabby, Merry Christmas. CKND, wishing you all a Christmas full of cheese. Cheese, more cheese, gravy, and booze. Bye. <laughs> that sounds like a complete breakfast to me. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is back next week. He is off today, enjoying Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve to you. And uh, coming up after 10 o'clock, probably not the Christmas Eve we were looking for, but we're getting an update, Loren, from the province. Yeah, so you can listen live here on CJOB at 10 o'clock to hear more from Dr. Brent Rusin, Dr. Joss Reimer, and the Health Minister, Audrey Gordon. They're holding a news conference at 10. It's a COVID update is what they say at this point. All sorts of questions about rising case counts. Are hospitalization rates rising at the same rate? Doesn't appear to be at this time. What about that testing backlog that we've been hearing of, 7,500 testing backlog, long lineups. There's all sorts of things going on that's going to make it a very busy very busy holiday season for so many of our frontline workers. So as we look to that 10 a.m. newser, and also a big shout out to those in the healthcare system who are just uh, doing what they can to keep us all here healthy and happy. Now, last hour, we told you about a local apparel company that's enjoyed some big success after opening a store in Polo Park a few months back, Indigenous Nations Apparel Company, or INAC. Now, we're going to head back to Polo Park, actually, to check in with another local apparel company that just tried things out in the mall with a pop-up store for the last couple of weeks. And it's a company, uh, Loren, that, as you know, it probably comprises about 25% of my wardrobe, including the hat I'm wearing right now, The Peg, The Peg Authentic Brand, and Stephen Dubin. Bienski is the co-owner and joins us live on CJOB. Stephen, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you guys, too. So you've got the store on Corridon. It's at 807 Corridon between Lilac and Arbuthnot. But that's a self-contained shop. What was it like going from that kind of environment to the, the hustle and bustle of a, a big shopping mall? Um, the experience actually was fantastic. First starting uh, just dealing with FC Polo Park, their management team, um, we started having conversations back with them in 2018 about the possibility of integrating a local brand into a big national mall or chain. Um, unfortunately, COVID um, came into the picture and the malls weren't able to operate at full capacity over the last few years, but this year they were. Um, and we saw an opportunity um, when we reached out to them that there was a vacancy um, and we thought our brand would uh, would do well 
being in the mall, um, driving that awareness, talking to new new customers, and yeah, being involved in the hustle bustle of being in the mall in December. It's action packed. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it, it's long days. But I think the the brand really benefited from it, and I hope FC Polo Park really benefited too. Um, I think they got a lot of positive feedback by integrating a local brand within the mall and, and around some big national brands. And uh, I think it's just a really good community initiative on their part to incorporate uh, a local brand in the mall. Yeah, I think people really like to see that and they want to see more of that, Stephen. So I'm curious how it went for you in terms of sales and just what you heard from clients and customers. Um, it was uh, ex- extremely positive. Um, actually, the experience... Um, was much more than what I expected from the response from not only the people working within the mall, um, the mall staff, from people visiting and, and experiencing and, and discovering the brand for the first time. And the sales were also, they followed it. Um, when you get to talk to that many people coming through the mall every day um, and in, introduce uh, an exciting local brand to people, um, it definitely sparked a positive interest in the community. And I think uh, overall it was extremely successful for us and hopefully for FC Polo Park as well. We want this to be a partnership that continues to go into 2022 and beyond. We're going to talk about doing some cool ideas and integrating us in a pop-up um, maybe a few more times next year. So I think it's definitely, uh, it was definitely a really positive um, that we can build on from, from both parties. The people that came into the store who had were unfamiliar with your brand, uh, what sort of reaction would you get from them or what sort of comments would they did they have to say? Oh, just what an amazing idea. Um, Winnipeg, uh, this is awesome to see a Winnipeg brand activate like this. Um, give the people of Winnipeg an awesome, I guess, you know, apparel brand that they could wear and be proud of no matter whether or not they're in Winnipeg or they could send gifts to their relatives. Oh, this would be a perfect Christmas gift for my brother and sister um, who live out of town. Um, you know, they, they have a big passion. You know, people from Winnipeg are really proud to tell people that they're from Winnipeg. And when you can wear something that represents how proud you are of the city, um, no matter where you are in the world, I think it's just, uh, I think you're doing a lot of, a lot of good. I'm just reading, uh, Brett had dropped some notes in here, Stephen, and I did not know this. So in addition to the Peg Authentic brand, you are a sports psychologist? You run a sports psychology practice? I am a partner in one. I work for uh, Dr. Tugud um, and Tugud Consulting. So she's been a guest on Hal Anderson yeah. in the morning a few times and uh, yeah we've we've built a relationship over the last uh, several years she oversaw when i did my uh, my master's in, in sports psychology and, and we've created such a a good partnership that it's myself and uh, three other individuals so a team of five of us and uh, yeah we oversee sports psychology for clients like the winnipeg blue bombers to um, red bull canada and, and we're just uh really finding finding our way of how we can really integrate into the community here in winnipeg whether or not you're a business and you want your employees to perform better mentally or have mental health tools, and you want to elevate your culture that way. Um, We have amazing initiatives, or if you're a team or an individual athlete that just wants to enhance their performance um, to good consulting, please please have a look. And um, It's a team of five of us, spearheaded by Dr. Adrian Tugut, who has been probably the leader in sports psychology for the last 25 years here in Canada, if not North America, and um, um, we're really excited where it's going to go next year, for sure. I had to ask to clear that up because how do you find the time to do all this then? Are there any hours for sleep oh, left over? I'm very fortunate that the Peg Authentic is actually run um, by my wife, Sarah. Sarah, she, she oversees the day-to-day and she also has got Sarah Cameron Jewelry. So we are a team. Yes, having the Polo Park second store, um, we had to go all hands on deck for the last three weeks. But, uh, you know, I was really thrilled to be integrated into the brand, especially around this time of the year where it's uh, – it's uh, it's go time, and uh, it was exciting to be a part of it. it was, 
you know, my initiative to really kind of push for them all. And so, um, yeah, I really took it on. And uh, I think the brand and really benefited from it. And like I said, I think FC Polo Park really benefited too. I think it was a great, great synergy there and a partnership. A couple of things. I just wanted to, what was the name of her jewelry company? Sarah, Ka- Sarah Cabin Jewelry. So it, she established that um, probably now 12, 13 years ago when we were living in Vancouver and she's brought it to Winnipeg and she's got a great, I think following here in Winnipeg, she's in a few stores on Academy. She's sold in the Tag Authentic store as well. And uh, you can find her jewelry at sarahcamerandjewelry.com. Okay. And then the second thing I wanted to, to mention here, um, the, I guess, do, should we be giving you and your, your teammates, uh, including Dr. Too Good, thanks, considering the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are one of your clients? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, she really, uh, she oversees the mental training. Um, not only of the coaches, but the, of the players as well. It was a whole family kind of uh, endeavor that the Blue Bombers, when they brought her in around 2018 to 2019, um, for me, just being a fly on the wall, um, speaking to the few, few of the players and seeing the work that she does with the coaches and management team, I think um, she paid uh, considerable dividends in, in going back-to-back. Um, great Cup champion, especially when you see how they won their games. Um, everyone was was focusing on their mental toughness or their mental strength or the way to keep focus in the face of adversity, both in the semifinal game and the Grey Cup game. And uh, that's a testament to the athletes and coaches really letting Dr. Tugit um, get in there on a daily basis and do her thing. I've seen this over the last probably six, seven years. Um, she's graduated a member to the PGA Tour from Canada over the last five years, five athletes, um, starting with Corey Connors and our recent athlete, Tyler Pendrith. So, um, yeah, her resume speaks for herself. She works with the best athletes, best teams. And now we're also trying to work with the best companies in, in North America to really establish um, a high performance in terms of their mental health and, and mental tools we can provide to employees. I can't keep up with all the Googling I have to do in this interview because I started <laughs> off with the Peg Authentic. And then, of course, I looked up your psychology practice. But now I'm looking at your wife's jewelry and about to order myself a Christmas present. So thank you, I guess. But it's about to get a lot more expensive in this household. I can't believe all you're, do- you're doing. Are you-, are you still open today? Like if people want last minute items? Yeah, so that's store. That's a, yeah, that's something I was going to touch on. Um, we are closed at the Polo Park today. It was, it was just, it was really successful. And so we are open at the Cordon store today from um, from twelve to five. If you want to get your last minute gifts, we'll be fully open. And we're also um, open at thepegauthentic.com anytime, any day of the week. Um, so yeah, please, if you're looking for that last minute gift, we do still have stuff um, at the Cordon store, eight hundred seven Cordon. So uh, pop in today and. Uh, and get that last-minute awesome uh, Peg Authentic gift for, for your family member or someone that you care about. Well, the cool thing about uh, getting a gift as well, Loren, from the Peg is that, uh, like, I have a gift for somebody from the Peg, and if they don't like it, then I have a gift for myself. I, <laughs> I, I did that actually a few years ago with another Winnipeg apparel company. I bought it for my brother, and it never shipped. And then I bought some Clear Lake stuff, and I didn't ship it either. <laughs> you just kept it? <laughs> I just talked about people who are jerks, Stephen, in the last hour, and I might be one of them. So there you go. But I'm so pleased to hear about the success. I mean, not that you have time to add anything else to your list, but is there some anything new that's coming up for you in terms of where you'd like things to go next for both your company or your wife's company? Or Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we're going to be uh, still rock and rolling on Cordon Avenue, and I think it's really important that the people still get out and support those local stores, even though they're not in a big, um, big mall. Um, it's still really is important for to have that community feel. Um, we're going to launch some pretty neat uh, products. We also are really excited to 
really expand. We kind of over the last few years around Mother's Day and Father's Day have launched this kind of brand called the Parent Company, where it's the mom, the dad, the kid, and it's been received extremely well. And we kind of <clears throat> really uh, saw the effect of that around the holiday season. It just didn't have a popular effect around Mother's Day or Father's Day. So please look out for that. We're going to bring out some really cool things if, uh, you know, um, those moms and dads and those those kids in our lives that we care about, uh, we have a special gift for them at any time of the year. So, yeah, the brand's really going in a, an exciting direction. We're going to expand, kind of expand the bandwidth of it by incorporating the parent brand into it. But uh, um, we really pride ourselves on having an extremely quality product in order to be around. You know, we started nine years ago um, in this community, and we want people to come back many times to us. So our first and foremost is providing them with an awesome product that they can uh, trust to come back and purchase again. Stephen yeah, Dubiensky. Really pride ourselves. Sorry, Stephen, awesome. I cut you Thanks. off there. But, uh, hey, thank you very much for joining us, and Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. I'm a big fan of your guys' show. You guys make me laugh every morning, so good job. Keep it up. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. We appreciate that. Merry He's Christmas to you. He's costing me today, man. He is costing me. <laughs> Stephen Dubiansky, co-owner of The Peg Authentic brand. Their website, thepegauthentic.com, and their store is located at 807 Corridon Avenue between Lilac and Arbuthnot. And I'm not kidding. I have uh, two or three of their hats. Uh, I think like five sweaters and a T-shirt, and uh, <laughs> it's a lot. And don't forget, they paired, they teamed up with Zwicky, another that's brand right. that I like. So that's what made my favorite hoodie is the one with the two of them combined, the Peg and Zwicky. They combine their logos, and it's awesome. I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had it's one of those things where I walk in looking for one thing, and I walk out I with three, and then I, I go, know. well. I just spent a lot more than I thought I would. but You know what? You're representing your city and province well. So kudos to you. You're not buying a gold necklace like I am right now. For <laughs> hey, myself. if it's nice, you love it. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. Merry Christmas Eve to the one, the only, Kathy Kennedy. Hello there, KK. <laughs> I like it. Look at you. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, good morning. It's uh, 9.53 and in about seven minutes. Well, let me start by saying this. You know, I usually start the show by pouring a cup of coffee, you know, sitting down, getting ready. Well, this morning I made a double espresso. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were okay. going to say I'm going to pour a glass of scotch. <laughs> well, you know, I debated. I debated. I'm going to be honest, but it's a double espresso. Uh, coming up at 10 o'clock, we will hear from Health Minister Audrey Gordon, Dr. Brent Rusin, and Dr. Joss Reimer. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, they are not going to hold a press conference on Christmas Eve morning to remind us all to wash our hands in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, so we expect to hear perhaps new restrictions. I'm not sure. We're, we're going to find out at 10 o'clock. We'll carry that for you live. Uh, Carolyn Clausen from Conexus Counseling will be joining us. We might need to lean on her, depending on what is uh, said this morning. Yeah. Uh, she'll be joining us throughout the show this morning. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see where this press conference takes us this morning. It's a weird feeling. I was mentioning to Loren earlier, KK. I'm used to, you know, when I was a kid, Christmas Eve, it was just a pins and needles all day in anticipation of Christmas morning. Uh, but at starting at about, I think it was 7.10 this morning, Loren mentioned this was happening. And now it's been pins and needles <laughs> waiting for 10 a.m. to find out what, what uh, right? the big three are going to drop on us today. Well, well here's and, hoping and it's look. just some reminders, you know, like that we all need to follow the rules, Kiki. I don't know what will come in a few minutes' time, but um, I'm trying well, to look at it with more hope than anything else. 
because I got nothing and, left. And listen, if, if they want to sit and give us reminders, uh, I'm all for that. Uh, I, I just think it's it's a little odd to do that on Christmas Eve morning. I should tell you, Ontario set another new record. They just released the number of cases and uh, 9,500 plus. Oh, good. For today. So there you go. We will uh, carry that for you live at 10 o'clock here on 680 CKOB. Someone got her mic? <laughs> 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 oh, where did KK go? That's weird. Yeah. Kathy Kennedy, hey, Mary. Go ahead. Mary, I was just going to say, uh, McGarry, uh, love you both dearly. Uh, love Mackling as well. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, safe holiday season. And remember to stay positive and test negative. Oh, look Ooh, at that catchphrase. That's a, that's a T-shirt. Get that trademarked, KK. Merry Christmas to Kathy Kennedy. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.